This morning, we are wrapping up the series that we've been in, this at-home series, where we've mostly been in Acts, looking at places where faith was developed out of the home and how really the church began to take shape and form in the places where, where people lived. And that God can be working in our lives as we are in our homes as well today. So last Sunday, we explored Pentecost, and we saw that followers of Jesus are invited to participate in the restoration of the world by participating and finding the places where, where the Holy Spirit is on the move. Now, I recorded that sermon on Thursday, and by, by church on Sunday, we were given all kinds of reminders that our world is really, truly in need of restoration and, and reconciliation. Pentecost reminds the church that we are called to be in the middle of that work, the places where the Spirit's moving. Now, the week before Pentecost, we were in Acts chapter 21 at Philip's house in, in Caesarea, right before Paul gets ready to head to Jerusalem, where he's eventually arrested in the temple. Now, the rest of Acts, from Acts 21, really through Acts 28, tells the story of Paul's journey to Rome and what happens when he gets there. He goes before different trials and councils, and along the way, Luke reminds his leaders that Paul is both a Roman citizen and a son of Pharisees. And it's because of that very, very unique identity that Paul is reminded of his privilege. Paul, Paul finds himself that he's able to be in front of all kinds of authorities, and he uses his position to tell the story of Jesus in places that, that the story of Jesus wouldn't have been told in any other way. Now, because he's a Roman citizen uh, and he's in custody, he has a right to call for a, a meeting with Caesar. He appeals to Caesar. So he asks to go to see him, and eventually he gets on a boat and he heads for Rome. Along the way, his ship crashes, and he ends up in an island in Luke's words, they, they almost read like a plot from a, a pirate movie or an adventure story out of, out of Disney. So, so hear Luke's words starting in Acts chapter 28 where we read this. After we were brought safely through, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The native people showed us unusual kindness, for they kindled a fire and welcomed us all because it had begun to rain and was cold. When Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and, and put them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened to his hand. When the native people saw the creature hanging from his hand, they, they said to one another, No doubt, no doubt this man is a murderer. Though he has escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire, and Paul suffered no harm. They were waiting for him to swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But when they had waited a long time and saw no misfortune come to him, they changed their minds and said that he, that Paul, was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the chief man of the island, named Publius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It happened that the father of Publius lay sick with fever and dysentery, and Paul visited him and prayed, and putting his hands on him, healed him. And when this had taken place, the rest of the people on the island who had diseases also came, and they were cured as well. They also honored us greatly, and when we were about to sail, they put on board whatever we needed. This is the word of the Lord. 
Thanks be to God. If you hadn't had an opportunity to go to your kitchen to get your elements for communion, I'd invite you to, to go ahead and do that right now. And just as a quick reminder that, that any bread and any drink will work just fine. Paul's whole goal was to get to Rome. It's the reason that he asked to hold court with Caesar. His crash on Malta is this, this great reminder for us that whenever God places a plan in our heart or a, or a vision in our mind, that the path to get there often has unforeseen twists and unforeseen turns, things that we can't expect always happen. Rarely is a journey ever a straight line from one point to another, and usually it's when we're traveling and we, we climb those mountains or descend to those valleys that, that we learn and we grow. So instead of, of getting angry at this interruption, it, it appears, as, as Luke writes, it appears that, that Paul, somehow he takes this crash in stride. It, it's as if he, he knew that God was going to use this blip on his journey to Rome in one way or another. So Paul and his, his shipmates, some of whom were prisoners and, and some of whom were guards, they're, they're greeted by locals as they crash on the shore of this island on Malta. And, and Luke, he writes that, that the locals, as they crashed, that the locals showed unusual kindness. The locals, they, they start a fire and, and then they welcome their, their visitors, the, these strange people that they didn't know. They, they say, hey, come, come and join us at the fire. It's, it's cold outside. The storm is coming. Dry off. Get warm. One of my favorite movies to watch with my kids is a, a movie from the early 2000s called Madagascar. Now, there's been quite a few uh, spinoffs and sequels that have happened, but the original movie, it tells the story of these zoo animals who are shipped to a wildlife reserve in Kenya. And, and they're shipped to, to this reserve because they, they've been escaping their, their enclosures in Central Park and, and kind of running wild throughout New York. Now, while they're on their way, their, their carrying crates uh, fall off the boat. They fall off the boat on their way to, to Kenya and they, they crash onto an island. The island is Madagascar, but, but the zoo animals, they, they don't know where they are. Now, this island is full of dancing lemurs who appear to extend this generous hospitality to their guests from the Central Park Zoo. But the only reason that they're extending this, this hospitality is because one of the zoo animals is a lion named Alex. And they thought, ah, this lion can, can protect us from our nemesis. Now, there was something behind their hospitality and an ulterior or, or hidden motive and it caused all kinds of problems, both for the zoo animals and for the lemurs. Now, it's the opposite of the sort of hospitality we, we see on Malta. That the unusual kindness of the locals appears to start the moment that Paul and his stranded comrades land. Comrades land. And, and it extends then into the neighborhood as, as Paul meets the, the chief, Chief Publius. Now, Paul doesn't preach at all on this island, at all. Not, not once does Paul preach. His entire ministry, according to Luke on Malta, comes through his action. He helps build a fire, and, and while he's building the fire, he's, he's bitten by, by a viper, and then he heals the chief's dad. It's all about action. 
It's a reminder that what we do is at least as important as what we say, if not more important. And yet in, in the 10 verses that Luke gives us about Malta, Luke spends just as much time writing about what the locals do as what, what Paul does. So it starts with the way that the, the locals welcome everybody on shore. They, they meet their stranded visitors in a time of need and they show, as Paul writes, or sorry, as Luke writes, an unusual kindness. And then it moves into the neighborhood where they're entertained and taken care of for three days. And it even continues as they prepare to leave, as Paul prepares to leave with his comrades. The locals give them whatever they need as they set sail. Now, over the last two and a half months or so, we have been talking about faith development in our homes. But here we're given a lesson about hospitality, about kindness from an entire island, from an entire neighborhood. Luke makes it look like it was was everyone who participated in this hospitality. And, and we're never told that, about what, what these locals believe. We're never told about their, their ethnic background. We, we, we only know about their actions. Now, last year, we had this Vision 2020 team that was, was working to articulate a bunch of different pieces for, for our way forward as a church. But one of those pieces were our, our values. And our goal as we work to articulate our values was to find words that describe what we feel when we're together as a church. What what do we value as a congregation or what do we aspire to value as a community to to come up with words that articulated what what already exists? Now, we we struggled to find the exact words of what we were looking for. But but early on, we knew that one of our values would involve respect because we, we believed that the church believes that, that all people, each and every person, are created in God's image. It was important for all of us, but, but we weren't sure what adjective to put before respect. We talked about, do, do we really need an adjective? We, and, and we arrived at, at caring respect, and there's a lot of different reasons, a lot of good reasons that we, we came up with this phrase for our first value. But before we got to caring respect, the adjective that we used most often and talked about probably most of our time was this, this phrase, this word uncommon, the adjective uncommon. And our, and our rationale was in, in t- today's world, the, recogni- the recognition that, that all people, that each and every person has value, regardless of what they believe, of, of how they vote, how they look, everyone, that everyone deserves respect because each and every person is created in the image of God. We all bear God's image. The actions that the locals take in Malta, the the actions that that Paul takes, they both reflect the value that that we were working to articulate as a team during our time together. Now, it's a value that we will always be working toward as a church. It's a value that's aspirational, an area that we will always need to grow in. Now, unfortunately, with, with all that is going on uh, in the world today, we're, we're given this blatant r- reminder that respect for each and every other person, it, it really is something that, that is uncommon. My, my hope for us as a church is that, that we would see that, that all people, from those who are, are hurting 
today because of racial injustice. And there are a lot of people who are hurting that those who are hurting today, the, the, the owners of, of businesses who, who lost their livelihoods because of riots to the police who are, are called to protect that, that all people, all people are created in the image of God, that we would work toward living into that value. May we learn to be like the people of Malta and, and to be like Paul, but by showing kindness, by, by creating uncommonly hospitable neighborhoods, starting from our homes and then growing from there. Amen.